Hi, my name is Shirley Bilson, and I'm your host for the Revelation podcast. This podcast is about reinvention, courageous goal setting, and inclusive thinking for results. It's a mix of personal journey, reinvention stories, strategies, and exploring the critical role of what goes on between your ears, taking a conscious look at unconscious thinking. Always remember, if you jump in deep enough, you don't have time to be scared. Good morning, podcast listeners. So this is one of those many episodes, maybe they're all like this, I think they probably are, where I've just hit record and no idea what I might be talking about. I think this will be one of those windows on my day or the inside workings of my brain kind of episodes. And you're aware, because I share, I share pretty much most things with you. You're like my little diary, my little private group of friends who I get to share stuff with. And you all know my mum died recently. You know I've had an absolute mare of a week with the webinar. <sighs> but lots of really positive stuff coming out of that too and, and really confirming all of those cliches that we hear uh, about all kinds of stuff, you know, like silver lining in a cloud and uh, commitment and persistence and, I don't know, all manner, all manner of stuff. My brain's a bit bleh at the moment uh, because I think possibly what I might be talking about is grief. You think, oh, God, we've done grief. No, we're not going back to grief, are we? But it, it's, I think it's relevant. I think it's relevant to us at midlife. It's relevant menopause. It's one of the key factors that we probably have to deal with, start dealing with. Um, and it's quite common, you know, we get to midlife and we probably will lose a close relative. And for some people, that would be the first time. Sadly, not for everybody. But the point is, it's loss usually of a close family member and on top of remember if you've listened to any of my trainings or listened to this for any length of time it's not that that happens you know, like, like that that's life death is life which is a weird thing to say but anyway it is and 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 it's normal but it it's about the timing of it about how it compounds everything else and having that resilience you know, which is what I'm very focused on working with people to be able to to ride those waves, to be able to to deal with the big stuff that will happen. It's going to happen no matter what. And to flex and adapt and flow with it without it becoming completely crushing and, you know, ending up in a, a puddle of nothingness where you feel like life is hopeless and you know sadly that's how many of us do feel and it's not just about bereavement um this whole covid thing is is a big straw on the camel's back and i receive emails from people who reach out to me because of the podcast or because of the webinars and and share how very desperate they feel and i get that because i felt that too but there is a little glimpse of, of light. You know, we all 
follow our own paths and nobody can follow your path but you. And, you know, we get to stages, sadly, many of us, where we begin to question, what is the point of all of this? What's the point of me? What's the point of anything? And COVID is really making a lot of us feel that way. And it's not for me to tell you what to do or how to do it, which sounds mad, given that I do work with people who are asking me. Fundamentally, they may not use those words, but they're kind of implicitly asking me, what do I do? How do I deal with this? But, you know, I always maintain all I'm doing is sharing what I know. I'm sharing, I'm helping people as best I can to to see whatever they're going through in a different light, to shift the focus of attention from all the maelstrom of stuff that goes wrong or feels like it's unravelling, to shift the focus of attention in life, in your life, day to day, moment by moment, to what works, what feels good, what you want, and and at the same time, allow yourself to just kind of have permission. Like it doesn't mean you have to always be la 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 la, happy and dancing and carefree and isn't my life wonderful? No, it's about it's about being able to shift the focus of attention, but also sometimes to to embrace, and I don't mean dive in and swim with it and leave, let go of the shore of of joy in your life, like that's your shoreline, but just sometimes to go, oh, I just want to be with this for a moment. Just give me the space to feel rubbish for a little while. And a good friend of mine, I'm reminded as I share that, uh, we talk sometimes about how we get, you know, when we get those just overwhelming feelings of, I can't do this. Yeah, just please just take it all away. I, I can't do this anymore. We get those days, those moments. And I was going through one of those, not, I don't know what it was, not that long ago, you know, because they pass. This is the thing they pass. You have to hold on to that as you gain this resilience that you can gain, you know, holding on to the shore of joy, realise that they will pass. And this friend of mine shared something. She said, look, I get these, I get these periods and I give myself permission. This is her speaking. This is not my strategy, but I think it's hers. It works for her and it could work for you. She said, I give myself permission. She said, okay, right. I won't use her name. But she uses her name. She, she talks she talk to herself. She says, listen, listen, love. <laughs> You've got three days. That's it. You can wallow. You can cry. You can refuse to get dressed or do your hair or, or all of that stuff. You can be miserable and wallow in this. You've got three days. And then you're going to pick yourself up. You're going to get dressed. You're going to have a shower. And you're going to crack on. And that works for her. And I kind of... I really get that. And I think I perhaps, um, I'm not giving myself three days, I don't think, but I'm using a different strategy, which is similar, but it's always about adapting whatever someone shares with you, including me, especially including me. It's about adapting it to your unique circumstances, your individuality, what works for you, which is not the same as what works for everybody else, which is why I come back to is about helping you focus your attention on a different place, 
not on what is right for somebody else, but shifting your attention on noticing what's right for you, getting more connected with who you are, what matters to you, what works for you, what makes you smile, what makes you laugh, what makes you feel motivated, what makes life worth living today. But recognizing there's this other stuff. So how I'm dealing with this at the moment, my version of three days to just wallow, I don't want to do it that way. That doesn't work for me because I feel like three days to wallow, I won't I won't want to come out of it the other side. I'll just <laughs> just three days will become four days, will become five days, will become six days. But in this grief, I've actually been handling incredibly well. And I know I'm sure some people have been thinking, no, there's gonna be a crash, it's gonna be a crash. And and you know, that's reasonable. I kind of know that. I know what grief is like. I've lost my father back in 1999 so I know it it ebbs and flows it comes and goes one minute you're fine next minute you're not fine but how I'm kind of dealing with this right now and how it's come to a bit of a head is I picked up my mum's ashes at the weekend and I think that has been it wasn't a funeral uh it wasn't seeing her for the last time it wasn't seeing her her body you know, at rest before the funeral. It wasn't any of those things that made it final. It was bringing her ashes home. And even as I say, I can feel myself feeling emotional. So I am not good at being publicly emotional. Maybe it's an English thing. You know, it is an English thing, but it's also a me thing. Uh, for some reason, my family, <laughs> my mother kind of taught me this, very stoical, very putting a brave face. Um, I know, I know. But also, I think, specifically with grief, specifically with feeling really rubbish, uh, you know, there's all this talk about, you know, we need to share, we need to talk. And I'm not saying don't talk. I'm not saying hold in, don't share it with anybody. But for me, I think, you know, my partner is hugely supportive. And so are my friends. And everybody is very supportive. But at the same time, no one has a bottomless well of um, empathy or sympathy that they can just allow you to just flood all over them with your with your grief or feelings of sadness or anger or whatever it is. They have space. You know, we're human beings. They have a bit of space. They care about you. They want to support you. They have a little bit of space and they're willing to give it to you. But they don't have the capacity, none of us do, to just keep on giving. At some point, we have to go, do you know what? Bless you. Thank you so much. I know you're there for me, but I'm not going to wash all over you in every minute of every day and just bring suck you down. You know, like the drowning person who, who grabs hold of the the person that's trying to save them pulls them under and they both drown. No, I'm not willing to do that. So I know if things get really tough that they're there for me, but I've given myself a bit of private space. It's just for me and my grief. And that private space at the moment is in the mornings when the house is empty. It's just me and my mum's ashes and her photographs. And I give myself space to just just grieved just to wallow in tears memories in all of that pointless 
you know, wishing you, things could be different. And I know that's pointless and that's really important that you do compartmentalize that because that will suck you down. But just permission to do that, just that private little moment to share. And if I give myself that space, how I feel at the moment, eventually it will, you know, it will just become, it's just something that is. I'm not going to be doing that every day for the rest of my life, but that's what I've given myself permission to do. And I I think that's important, but I think, you know, you need that resilience in place first, if you can, to get that, that how do you shift the focus of your attention to give you the resilience that allows you to be able to do this without it completely sucking you down and dragging everybody else down with you, um, you know, like, like lemmings off a cliff. I think you need that resilience first. And I was talking to a client yesterday who uh, has worked with me and, and it was it was bittersweet because um, she's come so far and she was she was effusive in her her gratitude for the work that we've done together. And the bittersweet part was that as she was leaving, she was she was telling me how how much her life has changed, how much you know what she thought wasn't possible has become possible and and how deeply grateful she is for that and uh and, and and she was very effusive and i couldn't i can't remember the exact words and neither can she it doesn't really matter but what was as she was leaving and she was you know when you you get in touch with emotion good or bad it touches a place in you where you feel tearful but there's happy tears and sad tears and so as she walked away you know she said oh no no i'm feeling emotional now and you know we were both a little bit a little bit tearful not massively just a little bit and of course because of covid we couldn't hug she said you know i want to give you a hug but i can't and but but the bittersweet bit was i knew here was a woman who arrived when i first met her and with very different tears very different tears of despair of wondering if this was it if if things could never get better just just feeling lost confused um you know all those those that horrible those tears of frustration of as i say despair there's nothing i can't think of a better word than despair and here she was you know the last time not necessarily the last time ever you know she, we, we we hold it there that, that there's space for her should she need it in the future but right now she feels she has resilience and she expressed it so beautifully throughout our time together of how she realizes now yeah sometimes she feels rubbish sometimes things go wrong sometimes uh, there are things that happen that she'd rather didn't happen but she just says she feels this overriding sense this kind of backbone of resilience is there she didn't have before and that's what she that's her sure of joy that she has that she knows it's there she doesn't feel like it's fleeting like it's gonna evaporate dissolve go away it's right there and that's what she feels very powerfully and so it was as i say bittersweet to say goodbye because but it's a good thing you know i'm always happy when people go i don't need you anymore <laughs> uh, in a good way that's the intention always so yeah it's one of those episodes that we've done a little bit of a windy road of stuff um 
not really sure what the theme is. I'll have to come up and, and try and think of, well, what was the core theme there as I write a title for this for your reference to know what was that episode about? Um, but hey, I'll, I'll take that on. So thank you for listening as ever. And if it's important to you and you think this is important to others, please share. I've said this before and I'll say this again. For people that question, you know, when I'm sharing paid stuff, going, oh, you know, this was a paid thing. Oh. Look, yes, <laughs> yes, I have to make a living, but the pay stuff is what I will pay to advertise. Therefore, it's going to reach more people because I've paid to reach people to share my paid stuff. I'm sadly not so wealthy that I can pay to reach people with the free stuff, but it's here. So if you want other people to access the free stuff, you think it's valuable, helpful, please share on your own social media channels. It's the only way to spread the net. You know, the powers that be on the internet will not allow that any other way. So um, if you want to catch up with me on the Mental Wealth Factory at Facebook, please do. And otherwise, I will catch you on an episode tomorrow. Take care. Lots of love. Bye. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.